Hello and welcome to a special Hockey Hurts Podcast edition. I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And we recorded uh, our, our longer version podcast last night, but then today, of course, uh, there was a big trade, Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson. So Nashville and Columbus both filling uh, technically an area of need. Uh, so we're just going to talk about that trade in a little 15 minute kind of mini podcast and uh, what were your uh, initial reactions to said trade uh i immediately messaged my friend at work who was a Nashville predators fan and said good trade well done and he said the best thing he liked was they didn't give up ryan ellis so um I think it's a great one-for-one trade. Um, Both teams, like you said, fill a need. Um, I feel sorry for the Central Division because I think that's the one thing that that Nashville really, really needed, and they've got that now. And I think as good as Seth Jones is, I just think Columbus is a tie fire of an organization. So, My initial reaction, which won't come as a surprise to anybody who's listened for a while, is... Oh, Nashville, you had such a unique opportunity to take the league by the horns and and open up that contending window for such a long time if you traded the right defenseman. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, Now, in a bubble, I have no problem with them moving Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson. They do not have a number one center, and they do now, and I think that's going to really help them out. But when you start thinking big picture, they've almost put a time frame on their contending window if they're fully committed to Shea Weber long term because his decline is real and it has started. Look, the the, the only argument I have with this, and this is the conversation I have with my, my Nashville friend, is like I, I, I ran him over the – the trade scenario you wrote up, I think it was 12 months ago on our website, was um, trade Shea Weber. And he said there's there's too much wrapped up in Shea Weber in the the whole Nashville organization franchise to make a a one-for-one hockey trade, like just to make a hockey trade. Do you know what I mean? Like um, I agree with everything you said in regards to the – you're exactly right. They should have probably moved Weber – there will be things in his contract that he wouldn't have gone to from Columbus anyway. But this is as good as they're going to get in that scenario. And you're right. They have whacked a window on on it by tying their shit to, to Weber. You can think, thank Philadelphia for that. But it is what it is. And, and the, the reality is that there is more to these trades and moving players than just the hockey aspect of it that I think you and I forget at times. Great. Look at the Penguins. They did the same thing. Orpix, Skidari, Kunitz, and Dupuy. Yeah. I'm not saying they're smart work. moves. I'm saying that's the reality of it. Nashville would have got over it pretty quick when they were uh, pressing conference finals and cup finals. Yeah, I agree. I, I fully agree. Look, everybody sort of knew that Nashville had an overabundance of young players that are cost-controlled at the moment but are suddenly going to start becoming expansive. It was always going to be they were going to move one of those. They were never going to move Weber. I think this is a great trade for, for Nashville. Um, I don't think this helps Columbus in the short or long term anyway. I think Seth Jones will just... Yeah, because now they're chasing the number one center again. Yeah, so so Jones will end up walking anyway. I think he'll just get to restricted free agency and bail on him. But... Well, it depends on... He's restricted now. 
Yeah. He's getting his raise now. So he's got a choice to make. How long? How much? Is that a fit? If I if, if I was if I was Seth Jones, I would take a an expensive short term RFA contract um, and see if Columbus can turn it around. Uh, if they can't, I'd just get to free agency and go. That that's what I would do. Because he you look at what the situation he was in. And and now look where he is. Like, how devastating would that be? For a number four pick. Yeah. I um Yeah, it's it's a good for Nashville uh yeah. to get Johansson and Great for Nashville. I can't believe Columbus ran that guy out of town. I can't. I really can't. Yeah, well, you can or can't? I can. I can sit like they weren't happy with what he wanted on his contract. It was almost like they were looking for any reason to ship him off. They weren't happy with his attitude. They, they weren't happy with who he was as a person. Um, they just didn't like, did, just didn't like him. And, and it didn't matter what he did performance-wise on the ice. As soon as you got Tortorella in, it was almost like John Davidson said, "All right, see if this guy's got quote unquote metal. See if he's got any spine or backbone. And if he doesn't, we'll ship him." And I think that's what Tortorella did. Tortorella did what he was asked, um, pushed some buttons, and they went, "No, he's not not for what we think this organization needs," and get rid of him. Um, this will set the franchise back. Yeah, they didn't improve. They created, no. they filled the hole, created another one. It's not like Columbus had a plethora of these good centers, like highly offensive, great top six centers, and moved one to re, to get better at an area where Jack Johnson's one of their best defensemen. They dealt from their ultimate strength to kind of get a maybe future top pairing guy? I, I'd probably be a little kinder to Seth Jones, but you get I get what you're saying. He's a maybe, whereas I think Johansson is the number one center. Yes, that, I, I agree. I yeah. don't know if Seth Jones is quite where people think he is. I think he's you know, definitely going to be a three for sure. Yeah. Probably and the, a the two. Hard thing, the hard thing now, though, is that Nashville could shelter him if he was playing poorly. Like, you know, if he does go a little bit up or down, Nashville had the space in their lineup on the back end to shelter him. So Columbus are going to find out pretty quick whether – because they'll play him in their top pair. I mean, that's how good he is compared to the rest of that Columbus defensive lineup. Like, he is he is probably close to their number one already, if not their number two, because they rate Jack Johnson as their number one. So – you, you're going to see pretty quickly whether it's um, quality of partner for Seth Jones that, that makes him better or worse. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to know pretty quick whether they totally screwed this up. Well, they did. <laughs> but they are going to know. I know we know. I. Well, let's shift gears to Nashville. No longer is Mike Rivera or Mike Fisher the number one center they can roll out philip forsberg with ryan johansson and that's going to be pretty cool but you get you get ribeiro down to the second line and fisher to the, they're where they should be i mean that's the that's the other massive bonus of getting a legitimate number one center is that all of a sudden those guys that everyone knew were playing their their guts it they were working hard they were giving it all they were just out of their spot in the lineup they weren't in the right spot they are now 
it wouldn't surprise me if you see better production from those two in um, shot suppression and also shot generation just because they're playing against a level of opponent they can compete with regularly. Um, I guess the con- contractually, Johansson, 4 mil next year as well. And I have to check and see if that's U. I think it's UFA, right? Yeah, I thought he. I thought he did a three-year, four mil two off. He it was a two, was it? Yeah. So that'll be interesting. I mean, it's an interesting. No, he's situation. still an RFA. Yeah. So he'll go RFA again, will he? Yeah, I, I thought it would be UFA. Wow. Yeah. Not that he won't get his money, but at least there's some protection for Nashville. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, look, this was the one thing that everybody sort of said about Nashville. They needed a legitimate number one. I mean, um, it's a good one-for-one trade for Nashville. Like you said, they they traded from a position of strength and filled a hole in an area that they needed. They haven't created a hole in their back end. They've they've still got parts that can, can fill top four roles. Um, and I think as um, – Duncan Keith showed if you've got a decent top four, you can ride one guy 30 minutes a game. And you and I might think Shea Weber's on the decline, but through a playoff run, there's no reason why he can't do 30 minutes a game through He's fine playoff now. run. I don't, that's not my argument. I just think that no. if they limited their long-term window, which could have been pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Somebody would have given them a ton for Weber. I, I think this Weber stuff that I've been kind of talking about for a long time is just off the table now. Like, yeah, well, like before, the there was some potential that they may do that. But now with Seth Jones gone, I, I don't see it. Look, they, they hooked their wagon to him. They had a choice to make between him and, and, and Sutter, and they let Sutter walk. And um, they've built the persona of the franchise around him. So there's more to it than just the, the hockey aspect of it that you know, I, I tend to try and ignore at times because you should be worrying about your on-ice product and that will drag people in. But Yeah, if you've got um, a good on-ice product, all that stuff is interchangeable. doesn't matter. It, it'll, it just, it, you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, people will at first be like kind of upset that you, know, you kind of lost a guy that everybody liked, and then you'll be like, well, wow, that, this is actually okay. I think we'll keep liking this. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because like, you, get prolonged, you get prolonged playoff performances even if they only win a couple of playoff games here or there you know every third or fourth year but they they win around every other year because they've gone and made that change the fans would prefer that so it's it's a tough it's a tough bind that that general managers find themselves in with that stuff but nashville's the the straight winner in this purely because that they traded strength filled a better need exactly And, and you can say that uh, Columbus got a, a good, promising defender, which is great. It just and it filled a need, but they they dealt from a a position that they they were thin at. Um, they're thinner again. Who's their number one center now? Brandon Dubinsky. Yeah, so they've got rid of Artem Anisimov, who is the second line center on Chicago, and they've got rid of Ryan Johansson. They've got no spine, and you, you sit there and and look at the teams that are successful. Usually, it's you need to have a, a quality top top two pairing defensively and at least a legitimate number one center, if not two centers, and they have neither. And what makes it even a little bit stranger, big picture, um, who's the, uh, the 
kid of theirs. He's just playing in the World Juniors. He won Defenseman of the Tournament. Is it Wenberg? Oh yeah, he he's Columbus. He's a defenseman. So if they just were a little bit patient and like weren't an asshole to Ryan Johansson. Yeah, but this fran- this this franchise has has false started twice now, and technically it'll be their third third rebuild in a sense because it's basically what they've done here. They've gone a completely different direction in regards to how they play, which means you have to have a change of the sort of players you've got. Um, it's it's a mess of a franchise. Everyone wants Columbus to do well because of the rivalry they can they can make with a couple of teams, but. You know, after thinking that Yama Kikalina was going to be all right, I honestly don't know what's going on there anymore. Since June of 2011, courtesy of Pumpernickel on Twitter, the Blue Jackets have traded away Jakub Voracek, Jeff Carter, Rick Nash, Marin Gabarik, Ryan Johansson. And they wonder why they, they, they can't do any You can't trade away all that skill um, and expect to be any good. And Voracek was given away to get Carter... Who was given away <laughs> for nothing, really? Yeah. No, I know. Nash it's... trade was okay. Anisimov, Dubinsky. Um, no, I have no problem with the Nash trade, but they're just going to go no, show you how they've many got, they've. But then they've got rid of Anisimov for Brandon Saad, and you get there and go, well, Anisimov is a center. Like, you, you can make the argument that you can plug wingers if you've got quality centers it's not usually the other way around when you've got quality wingers to help a center along you know unless you're Patrick Kane like that sort of elite level but you know there aren't many of those those guys floating around out there so it's just I don't know what to say about Columbus I, I really don't it's just I mean it is what it is there and and what can you do I'm fine with it you know, if you're looking at it from a Pittsburgh point of view, that doesn't really make them a better team, short or long term. Neutral, no, at, neutral at best. Yep. And now Ryan Johansson, who, I mean, who were his best wingers before that he got to play with? Cam Atkinson. Well, he helped Nick Foligno get a career, didn't he? Yeah, great, Nick Foligno. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, is it Philip Forsberg? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I Forsberg's yeah. amazing, and now he has a legitimate skilled center. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where you look at that. Um, you look at that um, central division, and, and Nashville are prime to push to at least get. Well, maybe even get to, well, they won't get to the top because freaking Dallas is so far out, but to at least get a home playoff series, which is something that they probably have needed. Yeah, and you got to think somebody like Minnesota, who's kind of wanting a Ryan Johansson type player, and then you see your divisional rival kind of not not get worse from the position they traded from by a lot and supremely improve with a guy that you probably wanted. And they might lose Miko Koivu for a while. Oh, did he get hurt? Yeah, he got hurt the last game. He got pushed into the boards and, That's and really hurt. He's been playing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, the, look, the Central Division, I think, 
the most interesting out of all the divisions this year just because so many teams are playing well um, and and they're going to have five places in that conference in the playoffs and this is another reason why I think the playoff format is stupid because I have a feeling that there's going to be a, a sixth team from the central that should probably get in but won't. Yeah, that's uh, for sure. Yeah, so it is It is what it is. It's it's frustrating in that sense. But, I mean, it's one of those other things. that Like, there was other moves today that have happened that we'll discuss in the long form later on. Yep. So, there's your bonus podcast. <laughs> Short and sweet, but, uh, you know, we thought it was worthy of uh, our schedules were available. We just uh, did this during intermission of Chicago-Pittsburgh. Her looks more like yeah. Chicago, just Chicago on the ice for that period. It doesn't the moment. It certainly does. <laughs> so um, they're back on the ice, so we're going to call it, and uh, we'll see you next time.